I am the Oracle 007, and yes, I do approve this message. Therefore, I'd like to ask you to like, comment, and subscribe to our channel that is dedicated to the truth. So, okay, y'all, come on, let's get into this. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Copyright Disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit, educational, or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. All right, family. Now, before we go into this episode, I'd like to announce some lighthouse keeping. I'm including some YouTube video pick recommendations that I've personally found to be very interesting, and I believe that you will too. Now, additionally, I've also included some educational references to help build our collection. They are often available in news stories, documentaries, hardbacks, or audiobooks that I absolutely love where you can listen while you work. And I believe that these things will continue to pique your interest. Now, let's be very honest yet mindful in the comment section, especially due to the fact that channels are being monitored. Unless I tell you your comment was crass and that it's going to be removed, more than likely, YouTube is removing it. And additionally, information shared here can also be found on the I Am The Oracle 007 podcast on Spotify and Odyssey through Linktree, which provides access to most of our avenue connections on social media. So let's get started, shall we? Shalom and greetings. Just wanted to let you know that we have two um, items that I want you to check out. And both of these are on FOPE channel for our people's edification. And I know you all are familiar with it. If you are not, even though they can seem kind of lengthy, they are filled with lots and lots of information. So please go check these videos out. Yehanak. Israel, heathen lover, come prove your doctrine. Found that one to be particularly funny, but it edified. The brothers got straight to the point. They were challenged, but they were never challenged scripturally. So if you ever get a chance, please go out there and check out these videos. And also, Elder Yehuda and K. Judah, Ruth the Israelite. Again, both of these are going to be on folk channels. I'll have the information in the description box for you. Shalom and Shalom, brothers and sisters. I'm going to first start out by saying I never wanted my channel to ever become a part of the gender or racial wars. However, what I did want to do was to encourage women to know the lies that they were being taught were exactly that, that they were lies. Black women were considered of so much importance. Many of our foremothers were women who were mentioned many times over in the scriptures as women of honor, women who were to be lauded. 
And I didn't understand how black women went from this enormous place of honor into a place of captivity and even abandonment to willfully being replaced by strange women, strange women by the order of black men, Hebrews, and hence now into a destruction of what is now changed into what we are seeing, our current reality. So I have questions. Who took away the honor of the black woman? Who abandoned her? Who replaced her? And then from these thoughts, all I kept hearing throughout the week was Enoch chapter eight and one. This thing kept popping up in my spirit every time I would consider situations that I had been in and speaking with some black men and one who told me that we have no accountability. But the only thing that he could use to back up us not having any accountability was the fact that he had some book where 30,000 black men had been interviewed and their psychiatrists and psychologists all stated that the reasons for their failure were because of black women. So again, all I kept hearing in my spirit was these words where it just kept stating and the world had been altered. And we know in Enoch chapter eight, verse one, it says, moreover, Azazel, a fallen angel, taught men to make swords, knives, shields, breastplates, and fabrication of mirrors, the workmanship of bracelets and ornaments, the use of paint, the beautifying of the eyebrows, the use of stones of every valuable and select kind, and of all sorts of dyes so that the world became altered. And then later on it says, impiety increased, fornication multiplied, and they transgressed and corrupted all their ways. And an impiety increasing, meaning that there was no longer any reverence for the most high, nor was there any, if you really think about it now, for the woman. Suddenly the daughters that resembled the fallen angels were promoted right before our very faces. And why did we allow this to happen? I had to consider when Hebrew men began teaching things like women don't have any place in the kingdom. One gentleman, I can't even call him a gentleman, one guy. I remember watching where he said, call her a bitch until she thinks that's her name. And the other one, bitches need to be oppressed. This guy wound up having to sell his channel to a black woman for $450. I think uh, the support had been waning and it had been taken to this place. Why would you even say that? Why do we need to be oppressed? 
And then there were other messages, the chicken headed black women, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there's no hope for her, blah, 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 blah. When I consider the Hebrew men teaching things like this or black men who have been sharing things like this on the internet and young Hebrew black women sitting in the audiences, listening to this, not even realizing that you're allowing something to sink into your spirit that has no business because some of you don't even have the uh, force field that is needed to allow that to bounce off of you. Listen to it and understand why they're saying it if there's any reason behind it. There's nothing, this is nothing less than an indoctrination of evil in the worst way. In the words of K. Judah, you have been woefully misinformed. And dare I personally add, not only have you been misinformed, you are continuing a legacy of misinformation and I suspect that you will be judged for it. And may the most high judge the situation as he sees fit because black women were in the struggle with you, suffering with you from the very beginning. And I'm not here to beg for your love and adoration, if you don't want to give it and you want to stay on this timestamp that you're on, perfectly fine. But there will be repercussions and consequences. And we're seeing this thing happen right now. You know, I was reading over the book, The Destruction of Black Civilization, and I had to go over, there were some key points that I saw being made, for instance, in chapter one. It spoke of black women being a free-for-all as it pertained to the visitors that came upon the land of what was then considered either Negro land or Ethiopia, Egypt, what is now considered Africa. But the strange woman, the woman of every other nation was upheld and her man made sure of that. Why was that allowed? Are we seeing the consequences and repercussions of that now? This is what's going on now. And you as a black man or Hebrew have joined in as well to say these things about us, about your women, to the nations, and you don't think there will be consequences and repercussions? You don't think that these men are ready to run off with your women? Maybe not all of them, just like a number of them don't like you. But you don't think that this is presenting a problem I just can't believe it. I went into chapter eight of this book, which is kind of where I am now. And that portion spoke of how there were many stages of learning. And I think they started off from A, B, C, and D and E. One thing that I liked at the very beginning, it was that your tenure or your age did not warrant respect. It had to be earned. So whether you were a foolish man or woman, and I see a lot of foolishness going on, respect had to be earned. 
You didn't just get it because you were old. You didn't just get it because you were an elder and you didn't just get it because you were a man. I'm starting to like that book a lot. There was one stage where they mentioned that education, training, and responsibilities increased between the teenaged to age 18. And the teenage probably could have started at age 11 or 12. Now, it was during this time, it was determined if you would even be exalted as a man. Your woman didn't go out and work while you proclaimed to be a man of study and took their checks that were brought to you. Because doesn't that kind of make her a mule for real, whether you want to hear that or not? Does that make any sense? Men and women were taught on the same intellectual level. Then you were initiated into manhood. You don't work you don't eat. Isn't that what the scriptures say? If you're home studying and doing nothing and then studying in between doing nothing and she's having to go out and, and work, then you don't eat. But what gets me right there, pay attention in this context, men and women were taught at the same intellectual level. You don't teach her dumb stuff teacher, there needs to be five of you all studying on the bed with me, dressed in your sexy lingerie. And this is where our studies are going. Does something not read filth when you think about that? Does that make any sense? And here's some lost woman, somebody's daughter. But I'm starting to find out that many men don't even have respect for their daughters. I don't know how many of you remember the story of the guy that went to McDonald's and I guess he was a gang member and the, his ops is what you call it, came and shot up his car. He never wound up hurt, but his daughter wound up passing away. And there was another video that had kind of surfaced where he was like, you know, had it happened to anybody else, he would kind of stand up if it was his mans and them but not his daughter. Listen to this. This was the child of his body, his loins. This was his mini me. And because it came in the form of a female, female, he said he wouldn't have done anything. It would have been different if it was one of his mans in them, but it was her and he wasn't going to do it because it was her. And this after he went and urinated on his op's grave. Isn't that something? So let's take this back to the point where education, training, and responsibilities increased. You had to prove yourself. Did he sound like he was proven and someone had a child with him? I think not. You know, if she's good enough to go to work and bring you her check, which should not be happening, then she's worthy enough to be educated correctly and in love. One of the other things that I learned from that book was there was a respectful government. So where men were taught to be frontline defense at stage three or C, 
They were taught to be a frontline defense and the women actually had armies. You see how this works? Both the men and the women were taught intellectually. He went outside into the world and fought for it and she did likewise and maintained the home. And do you know who was teaching those women? Other women, not you, not men teaching her foolishness. Because if she knew better, she wouldn't be bringing you her check. She wouldn't even be in your house where she has to do that. She maintained the home. That was the rightful government. It's one thing if you go down and you can't do it and homegirl swoops in and she comes in and she upholds you. That what you're doing is a usurped order. How do you expect to be respected? as a king, as a leader or otherwise. They both had knowledge of the true government. And do you know who also told them how to be a forever wife, a wanton wife, that woman that he does? They even taught women's sexual positions. That woman in the community. Not you. You can teach her some things, which you like personally. But let's be real here. When did men start doing these things that you are sitting here telling too much hair, too much makeup? And the women in the communities would get to do that if you didn't have them out here going to work and giving them your paycheck while you sat at home and did any nothing and then pretended as if you were studying. But if you were really studying, would we be in this situation now? No, because you would know these things, right? Right. <sighs> this is a travesty. How can you defend yourselves against this information? How did a system at one point that was working just fall? And these camps continue to dog one another because they're all operating on a different foolish levels. There's no set government and they're unable to operate under a proper functioning government. Anything that is said cannot be defended. You can put your information in the comment section. Please be respectful. And if you can, if you can back up your point with some type of validity, then by all means, I will definitely write out an apology. But right now I can't even see this happening. Over the past five years, I've heard the most detestable information by so many purported Hebrew and secular content creators about black women. Some of these male content creators I've learned a lot from. And it did initially grieve me to hear them spewing the same mess that I later heard from incels, red pillars, MGTOW, CISBIM, you know, save yourself, black man, leave the country. When they leave the country, what's happening to them? Remember the guy that I think he owned and operated a restaurant in Atlanta? He goes to Columbia, what happens? Not only do they rob him, they take him out completely, completely. 
you know, these escape Blackistan divestment content creators, there's no denying that I despise them. But some things are just what they are. <laughs> anyway, I, I got to take a quick break. Yeah, the world became altered. But how and why? You know, I was sent a five-hour brain cell damaging video of a nearly year-old debate earlier this week of a black woman content creator, who I'm not particularly crazy about, facing off with a black single father raising daughters. Let me repeat this. A black single father who was raising daughters. He proclaimed that black women were to blame for the state of the community and black woman, the black woman that he was talking to was using stats and other information, history, data to combat his claims. And throughout this video, I listened to him respond to her who I have to give it to her. She was successfully making her point. The following statements are nearly direct quotes. And this all after he continued to talk about how beautiful she was. And keep in mind, this is another man's wife. Can they both be disrespectful? I agree. Yes, they can. But I was shocked because I've listened to this man call her beautiful on one end. And then as she presented the data and information, the statistics, he referred to her consistently throughout as stupid. And not only that, stupid as She went from beautiful to stupid. He further stated that black women were not needed. He was going to build an empire. And he stated if black men would stop killing each other, then they could sacrifice black women to build their empire that will in turn fight the real enemy. Listen who comes first to the real enemy. The real enemy is the black woman and the white man. Like, how did we become first? And how, why are we even a part of this? Why do we even have to be sacrificed? Successfully argue your point on that, please. Successfully answer that question. How so? And to her statement where she had asked him, how do you expect to build anything when nothing has been accomplished in the last four to 500 years when you could have done it? How did he expect the white man to be afraid of them because nothing had been accomplished? And you know what his response was? After he went over the question in his mind, he said, first of all, you wouldn't say that in the black man's face. That's why you couldn't call the police and get a gun because we will fucking slaughter a black bitch all over this planet. That's what he said. I lie to you not. And that's verbatim. Now, many times I had to listen to that because so that I could record it properly for you. We black women 
had to be slaughtered. They could be slaughtered and you better not say the wrong thing in their face. However, black women were out there marching with George Floyd for George Floyd and uh, so many other deaths and et cetera. But this is what this man was saying. They were being, black women were being shot in the face with those rubber bullets. And if I had to, anything to say with them, almost intentionally by law enforcement, because how could you do that? You shoot so many people with precision. Now you got a big yellow bullet in your a, a big giant bullet and you're messing up some women's faces just for being out there. Disrespectful. I'm wondering how long the writing has been on the wall. Why did we need to be sacrificed in order to accomplish an empire? We hadn't done that enough when black women were considered the free for all for any of the visitors when other men had their women lifted, we, we, we had not sacrificed enough giving birth to and taking care of children being abandoned. Why would you oppress or attack your partner? Why is this a conversation? Somebody who understands where you're coming from because we were there in the trenches with you. How long have you despised the women of your community? So the following scriptures kind of came to mind concerning our community where the camp teachers or what I would refer to as incels teaching women have no place in the scriptures and teaching these things to young women, but you can have four or five, even though we are nobody in your bed and in your house, taking care of your wanton needs. I thought about the scripture in Mark three twenty four, where the Hamashiach calls together the scribes who have accused him of being a part of Satan's kingdom. And he has to tell them that a kingdom divided against itself and a house divided against itself and Hashatan standing against himself cannot stand. That kingdom would indeed have an end. See where I'm going with this? That's going to be the same thing that's going to happen to us and is happening currently because everybody is going to the church of Kevin Samuels and the way he's sitting here making money off of disparaging black women and, and so many others, so many others, they're seeing the writing on the wall. So you got to keep going because that's how you make your money. But somebody should have told fresh and fit not to do that anymore. We don't care if you don't dabble in the dark. We don't care if you don't do night riders, but why does it have to be put out there? Why does it have to be so disrespectful? Were so many of us writing in and telling you all that we just loved you so much? I seen the photograph of you two. You are not hot. Now call me back when there's a problem. And if either one of you two turn into Morris Chestnut, then you would see me maybe giving a thumbs up and an okay. Because that is a chocolate frosty. He 
is where it is, at least for me. Okay. You, have you seen the two of you? Maybe you don't have a mirror or a friend that's going to tell you the truth. We don't care. But in the same token, why did you have to do it? It's a big money maker for you. Anyway, the kingdom divided against itself will not stand. What I also have to say is this was another scripture that came to me because for some reason you all don't see it going here. Romans 9, 13, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Why? Why? Didn't, isn't this the same guy that tossed away his inheritance over some red pottage? Many things that, that some of the Hebrew brothers are doing today, you have to have a strange woman and you're tossing away your inheritance. And before you say, no black woman is my inheritance, let's go into Tobit 317. I just can't seem to leave it alone. This is why I say that. And it says in the scripture that Raphael was sent to heal them both because at the same time, Tobit's father is praying as well as his future wife. This prayer is heard. The most high is pleased with it. And Raphael, the angel is now sent to heal them both. That is to scale away the whiteness of Tobit's eyes and to give Sarah, the daughter of Ruiel, for a wife to Tobias, the son of Tobit, and to bind Asmodeus, the evil spirit. Remember what we learned in the last lesson, that this guy is actually the demon of lust. Mm -hmm. Think about that as you consider, continue to uh, pursue your red pottage, okay? Because she belonged to Tobias or Tobit, by right of inheritance. She was his inheritance. But you guys are throwing away your inheritance for your red pottage. And you don't think that this house of cards, and it ain't even a house of cards anymore. This thing has already fallen. What are you going to do to revive it? They were sent to bind as Mo he was sent to bind as Modius, the evil spirit, because she belonged to Tobit by right of inheritance. The self-same time Tobit came home and entered into his house, and Sarah, the daughter of Raoul, came down from her upper chamber, where they were both pursuing in prayer. You are gladly and openly tossing your inheritance down the drain to make it something that is of no worth to you. Isn't that something? Let me give you a minute to think about that. See if it makes any sense to you. Are you beginning to see how the world became altered? I started to wonder where this mindset molded from. And for some reason, it kind of, for me, even though it was happening at the very beginning of civilization, especially when you find out that the black women were free for all, I have to go back to the civil rights movement. 
as usual, our help is always needed to bring something into fruition, whatever it is. The civil rights movement was from 1954 to 1968. In 1967, the miscegenation laws were overturned. Do you know that during this time that there was an increase in interracial marriages? <laughs> With black men marrying outside of their rate as an, at an exponential rate. Could it be possible that because of the black male celebrities at the height of the civil rights movement, you know, for some reason, I don't know what it is with us. I think we're starting to lose our attachment to a lot of symbolism and also to our celebrities. As if we had not had enough with what we were going through, uh, Jim Crow laws and et cetera, we find out that the so-called civil rights heroes like MLK loved white women. His woman of choice was a cafeteria worker by the name of Betty Moites. Now he was black and he was educated. He was handsome. He was set up for leadership so much that his father changed his name from Michael to Martin Luther. You know, because this guy actually took a situation and kind of changed it up. And that was the intent for Martin Luther King Jr. I don't understand how he was black, educated, handsome, set up for leadership, how he couldn't understand that he was on a different level than a cafeteria worker. And I'm not putting down cafeteria workers, but do you see where I'm going with this? Just because the cash cow was her skin being white? What was this going to do for him? She could have been doing anything with that skin color. She just simply chose to be a cafeteria worker. Really? Why do we think that she was a cafeteria worker? Being white. Why wasn't she working in somebody's office? You know, making buku money. Being picked up as if she were, I don't know, Marilyn Monroe or something. Called in for the movies. Why? This is what he chose, and that was okay. I don't get it. I can also recall information shared by Eartha Kidd as it pertained to Harry Belafonte, and then later Sidney Poitier. She was in love with Harry Belafonte, and she mentioned how they didn't want to have anything to do with black women despite being married to black women once before being married to white women. Why? I saw where Harry Belafonte called that like fraudulent relationships with black women. And I guess he was so fantabulous, you know, in his second marriage to a white woman that <laughs> he remained married for 47 years and then was divorced 47 years. 47 and then you get a divorce why why and then people had the audacity to give 
Eartha Kitt backlash because she married a black man. And do you, I don't know how many of you ever heard this interview where she said, who was I supposed to be with? Black men didn't even want to be with her. They did not want to be married to black women. Why? This foolishness kind of led me to the following statement by Eldridge Cleaver. And I know many of you are probably familiar with Soul on Ice, 1968, and perhaps some of his history. And I'm going to read this because when I see it, all I hear is a black exploitation film, you know, where they're saying, you know, Turkey and things like that. This is what I hear when I'm reading this. Job, Turkey, this is how I feel. You know, there is no love left between a black man and a black woman. Take me, for instance. I love white women and I hate black women. We'd like to thank Mr. Eldridge Cleaver for taking that moment to refer to black women as women. Uh, let's go further, shall we? It's just in me so deep that I don't even try to get it out of me anymore. I jump over 10 nigga bitches. I guess we are no longer women. He jump over 10 nigga bitches just to get to one white woman. Ain't no such thing as an ugly white woman. Is he for real? Like the way they look now, they didn't look like that then. Don't even lie because I saw what Emmett Till's accuser looked like. And I saw what the woman looked like that MLK was chasing. So what is this lie? What is this sorcery, this witchcraft that he would say, ain't no such thing as an ugly white woman and just a touch of long, soft, silky hair. There's a softness about a white woman, something delicate, soft inside of her. But a nigga bitch, there it goes again. We are no longer women. But a nigga bitch seems to be full of steel, credit hard and resistant. I mean, I can't analyze it, but I know that the white man made the black woman the symbol of slavery and the white woman the symbol of freedom. So every time, oh my goodness, he called us black women and put it in the same sentence of being made by white men the symbol of slavery. Not him though, just a black woman. Well, ain't that something? Made the black woman the symbol of slavery and the white woman the symbol of freedom. Every time I'm embracing a black woman, I'm embracing slavery. But when I put my arms around a white woman, well, I'm hugging freedom. Are you? Because the white man made the black woman the symbol. He did this, but what did he make you? You know, I think about a call that I heard where a white man actually called into Cynthia G's show and he said that black men were an annoyance to him. Are you thought that much higher of when you have your arms wrapped up around a white woman that before you would make your woman the symbol of freedom, this is something that you would do. And do you know when that man said that 
black men annoyed him that they, you know who everybody wanted to kill? The videos that I saw come up thereafter, they wanted to hurt Cynthia. She didn't say it. A white man called in and said this. She did not make that statement. Mm. This has been going on for a long time, folks. That was 1968. And then I saw an interview with James Earl Jones. And that's out there on YouTube. Beside his white wife, Julianne Marie. They decided to throw their hats in the ring, saying that there was a war between the black men and the black women. More than likely because black women blame black men for not coming to her rescue a hundred years ago and the blame still goes on. I'd like to ask, who started this war? Who, 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 who did this? Nobody has a response. Let's see if we can find out. I, I just... <sighs> As a black woman, I kind of gotten accustomed to black men who were not my father or my husband, rest his soul, or family members coming to my support, you know, outside of the brothers here who frequent the channel. This is a shame to say. I got news to it. Hmm. Oh, where was I? Yes, the infamous James Earl Jones in this interview where he said, Black women blamed black men for not coming to their rescue. And they're not doing it now. So, I don't know if we really feel any kind of way about it. You would hope that they would, but this is where we are. In that interview, he refers to his wife as his white woman. You know, my white woman. That's what he called her. And then moments later, <laughs> he then claimed that she was a mongoloid passing as white as the Magwar. You know, if you ever pull this video, you definitely notice it. And I was like, wait a minute, you went to the whole point of who black women are not. And now this black, this white woman who was a white woman, but now she's actually a mongoloid passing as white. What was the point? And when he was asked about the nature of marriages between black men and white women, black, he stated that black women were overreacting against the Aunt Jemima image. And then in turn, he called us the submissive mother earth type, unselfish and ever giving. Isn't that kind? Until he says to the white man, we're the mother earth types unselfish ever giving to the white man and being the breadwinner. Wow. 
He then countered his own statement only moments later where he stated black women were uptight, had militant attitudes about their own identity and albeit ahead of and replacing the black man, making for an unfeminine aspect. He makes all these other points, all these other points. And then we just came in and just became militant, replacing the black man. How, sir, can the black woman replace the black man? That is what I believe was, remember the call I was telling you about? Because black women were being afforded opportunities and that man decided that black men, black women needed to be slaughtered and sacrificed. And, you know, we were the sacrificial lamb. I believe that that was his problem. And I believe because he is not the only man who thinks like that, that that's a lot of men's problem. We cannot replace the black man. To me, the black man has chosen to replace himself in the creation of many biracial children. That's who's replacing the black man. You can't even get biracial children to replace the black woman, but it just seems like this is just something that they love. We black women are not replacing the black man. We are being given opportunities, but we cannot replace a man period. Okay. And then he said it made for an unfeminine aspect. When asked why he married Julian, you'll get a kick out of this. He said, when I look at it from a social standpoint, she outshone any woman from any race. So he didn't look at it for anything else, not the content of her character or anything else. He had to look at it from a social standpoint meaning a person's social status or class in society. And I just was just amazed how he, to me, she should have been popped in her mouth. She's over here concurring with how he felt about black women and how she felt their intensity, whether or not she had been accepted by the black women in a group or not. He later states that the black matriarch is a myth because it wasn't her choice. It was not a myth. And no, it was not her choice. He also stated she would have preferred the black man to run the house and to have saved her from the white rapist and slave owners. Well, maybe in this case, if the black woman has to then run the house, then maybe, yes, she is replacing the black man in that aspect. I mean, just amazing the, the stupidness. And honestly, in this video to me, he just looked like such a big dumb jock. It was something to behold. I, I couldn't even see him as I normally would see him in uh, coming to America or welcome home Roscoe Jenkins. I'm thinking that was the movie he was in. You know, all of this kind of brought back to my remembrance where one favorite male content creator who makes these little documentaries was going on trips, traveling abroad to 
Brazil. And I mean, it didn't even seem like the nice part. He's just traveling to the trashy part and sleeping with the women there. Um, talking about how they didn't have effed up attitudes and, you know, the same person had done an incomplete documentary in my eyes as it pertained to buck breaking. I, I was like, what in the world is going on with this? Couldn't we have done something just a little bit better? <sighs> it amazed me when at one point he was talking about the bedwench mentality, but this was for black women who were dating white men. He talked about how during that time we used we black women who were bedwenches just used that opportunity to manipulate circumstances. And this is now what they're doing with their bedwench mentality. And I'm saying as a, how do you have a mentality as a bedwench? Like he has got <clears throat> ancestors that were slave women. And in my mind's eye, I imagine young men, I'm sorry, young women and young men too, women period being mortified by the thought of a situation they were unable to control as a slave. Where you have some nasty man who's just deciding it's his opportunity, he can have you whenever he wants to, and he just has you, calls in your bed. Uh, this was no different than being assaulted to hear something like this from a black man was all the more ridiculous and even treasonous to me in my mind's eye i even imagine the same thing for the young men who were being degraded and emasculated in front of their families with these filthy taskmasters who took their pleasure doing the same thing that they would do these unnatural behaviors with women and women who were not their wives. And these were women who belonged to something, somebody else. And I often thought of the faces of our foremothers and forefathers coming from cultures where things like this didn't occur. So what is that mentality today? What is his mentality? I remember him also talking about how the best woman to marry was one that had a white mother because they were something to behold. They were very nurturing. They were very this, very that. And I'm sitting here looking at a report by Torian Rains where two women adopted a black child, that child is no longer on the face of the earth. And one of them looked like Rosie O'Donnell. The other one looked like Flea. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with some of these rock groups. And I was like, Flea. I can't remember if he was a part of some group called Blink-182 or, or something like that. Whatever it was, it was crazy. But one of them looked like Flea. And one of them looked like Rosie O'Donnell. And I was wondering... Well, where was the feminine aspect of all of this? And this is not the only time that this has happened. They've done this before. This has been done before. Where all these lies come from that you're teaching our people 
disparaging our daughters down to the point where you're even telling them to marry strange women who don't even know and understand what it's like to have to deal with one of your children or even you tell me To my CUC family, I wanted to add a disclaimer and reiterate, as you already know, that I am not a part of these gender or racial wars. However, I am someone who desires to understand how our melanated world became so altered that the man and the woman who make up this community became enemies in the height of what was once known as the civil rights movement because that appear to serve as some type of facade for what we're experiencing today now in real time. For everyone else, I have brothers that I so love and respect dearly who listen to my content and I thank them even more so for understanding and receiving the truth and understanding where these distressing commentaries are coming from. You know, I've recently seen a climb in black women choosing to divest over dating black men. They've even chosen to simply not date anyone anymore and have decided to live lives of what they would consider to be peace over the lives of the cohabitation to protect their peace in their lives. And I completely understand, sadly, there is that verse where we are supposed to, you know, produce and multiply, but the choice has been made in these days that this is not going to happen. Since the time of seeing the climb of black women who have decided to divest, such as the black men have done, Many black male content creators, inclusive of the clown who brought up the situation about the uh, bedwench mentality. I couldn't believe, I still, you know what, let me leave that alone. That's just clownery. They chose to come up with a term, this guy chose to come up with a term called divestment. Now keep in mind, he has done the same thing. He has married a biracial woman and chosen one that had a white mother in particular to scare black women into believing that if they leave the community for other races, there are chances that they will die at the hands of those men. The same way that we are dying at the hands of our own men, not realizing or witnessing being a witness to the fact that black women are being attacked or taken out by black men every five and a half hours. Some have even used scriptures against those black women, not realizing there is a Hosea 4, 11 through 14. And it reads, whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. My people ask counsel at their stocks and their staff declareth unto them. For the spirit of whoredoms hath caused them to err, and they've gone a whoring from up under their God. 
They sacrifice upon the top of mountains and burn incense upon the hills under oaks and poplars and elms because the shadow thereof is good. Therefore, your daughters shall commit whoredom and your spouses shall commit adultery. Now, this was the kicker. I will not punish your daughters when they commit whoredom, nor your spouses when they commit adultery. And I'm saying spouses because it takes me back to Tobit, where she was given as an inheritance to him. But then you kind of go back to where Esau was hated because he might as well had spit on his inheritance. Okay. I will not punish your daughters when they commit whoredom, nor your spouses, even your spouses, father, when they commit adultery for themselves are separated with whores, your whoring. And so what are they supposed to do? And they sacrifice with harlots. That's you. Well, not you, but that would be some black men. Therefore, the people that do not understand shall fall. What are we witnessing? Do you see it? Do you see this? What has happened to us? No truer words could have been spoken because we are in real time witnessing this thing right now. Brothers and sisters, we've arrived to the end of this broadcast and I'm just as distraught as I was before with more and more of what I find to be unanswerable questions. To that brother who threatened to slaughter black women and stated that to build his empire, a black men must come together, stop killing one another when they can come together against the real enemy of black women and white men. The black woman must be sacrificed. He said that. Please note, and he is not, I repeat, not the only black man who thinks this way. This is a phenomenon that is occurring. I have these questions, you know, how did black women become a part of that equation? And why must black women be sacrificed to build an empire? You don't like her. You can't use her. This is just, you are willing to cut off your nose to spite your face. What caused the downfall of the original empires? Because y'all like to intermingle. So let's think about this. What caused the downfall of the original empires? And why aren't we chasing that enemy? Furthermore, I'm thinking about James Earl Jones. And these shenanigans you all are speaking of. Who started this war between the black men and the black woman? Why didn't we go get them? Why did we opt to pursue white women? Why is it necessary that your sisters have to be humbled in the worst way in front of the world? Some of them you don't even know for some stuff that did they even commit a crime? Isn't such a war as it pertains to men who make such statements such as Eldridge Cleaver and James Earl Jones, Red Pill, Sispem brothers from the camps and etc. Isn't this the equivalent of what has occurred with Esau? We were enslaved, beaten, assaulted, hung, 
humbled, and died alongside each other already. When the book of Tobit describes Sarah as Tobit's right of inheritance, how did she become less that than that in the eyes of one who was to earn the inheritance? And that being you, black man, how did this happen? Why is the satisfaction of the bowl of the red beans or red pottage that has been offered to you so much more when it is causing a problem? It is bringing a curse upon the house. Why was it so much easier to make your black woman your enemy? Why was it easier to choose to abandon her as opposed to staying, pursuing a strong unit in a relationship or creating a stronger family unit to pass down generation to generation? Why was that easier? Why was it just that much easier to pursue the white woman? Do you not believe that for such reasons, such as this, as was in the days of the Maccabees, that many are being destroyed for siding with their enemies? This is just utter treason. This is the thing that the intermingling has always done. And you'll see that when you go into that book, the destruction of black civilization, it was always them believing that they could defeat racism by marrying the enemy or white women or white. Why do you believe you can do that? It has never worked. If we consider where we even come from, hybrids are not acceptable by the most high. He does not like that. So why are we choosing to always intermingle and mix something up in a bowl? And then we want to present it and act like this is awesome. He will accept it. He will not. This is the thing that intermingling has done and has always done. It has always caused destruction. It has always caused a fall. Why in the world would you think it would do anything less? If you disagree with what I have to say, please feel free to reach out and let me know how you feel in the comment section. I'm here and I'm ready whenever you are. All right, Shalom. Sisters and brothers of the CUC and folk, let's get this thing. Let's do what we do. Make it do what it do.